Here I go again Same old boss, same old friend It's just my place for security Place I call friends like you and me Here I go again Hello everybody and welcome back to the Patrick Lally Show podcast. We are coming to you live where we are recording at the Full Circle Book Co-op in the best little city in America, downtown Sioux Falls, South Dakota. We're at 123 West 10th Street. That's the uh, book co-op, the Full Circle Book Co-op, and uh, they are kind enough to let us use their facility to record this podcast. Now, I have to tell you, you're not getting as much crowd noise tonight because we are in the ante room, the uh, the chamber of letters, the... Uh, we got pushed. We got actually, and, and I can't believe this. We actually got pushed into this room. We got pushed out of the main room by a bunch of rebel Democrats. I don't know. There's like six of them out there. It's the entire Democratic Party of Baltic, I think, is what it is. No, I don't know what's going on, but there's people talking at length. That's why you know they're Democrats. That, there's a person out there who has been talking ever since we got here. Has not taken a breath, which is impressive. You know, God bless them, the Democrats. They're working hard. They're, they're in a little trouble right now. They don't have a, like, there's no executive director for the state party or, it's, it's trouble. It's trouble. Well, they have an, they have an acting uh, sure. chairperson. Yeah, well, that's Who right. doesn't want the job and is willing to back out and say, hey, I can't get done, but I'll do it till December. Another, uh, another Democrat who, who couldn't win. But no, it's a, actually a very good, uh, and it's, I say that in jest, but isn't it Randy Saylor? Yes. 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 Who's a great guy. Fantastic guy. Was a really good candidate. Uh, and for my money, should have won that race. But I, For an attorney. For an attorney, he's a decent fella. <laughs> careful, careful, careful. We're in, a, we're in a room full of one attorney. And uh, <laughs> so we've, we've got her outnumbered. Um, no, this, uh, I'm going to introduce my guests here in a little bit. Uh, I just want to talk a little bit about, um, I wasn't here last week. We didn't, we didn't have a show last week because we, it was, uh, honestly, it was uh, uh, Viv's birthday. Viv Clement, her, it was her ninth birthday, so we had to go out to dinner. And, you know, you ask a nine-year-old, you can go to dinner wherever you want. We're going to take a couple of your little friends. We're going to go out to dinner. Where do you want to go? You pick. Anywhere in the city. Just, get, yeah, Minerva's, Miner- Miner- but you, know, you, you get to choose. Chuck E. Cheese. No, no, it's not McDonald's. that bad. Noodles. Oh. So, at least. The new least, generation. Yeah, it wasn't that bad. It was a pretty good meal. I tell you what, uh, her brother didn't eat his macaroni and cheese, so I ate it. Wow. They have got a product there. These noodles people can make some mac and cheese. I don't, I would never have gotten it normally, but, oh, my God, I've been craving mac and cheese ever since. They do a buffalo uh, chicken mac and cheese. You get out. And that is pretty incredible from the rest of my family. I'm not, I don't, that's not my thing, but for the rest of the family. That's, uh, that's the voice of one of my guests today, uh, Pat Starr, City Councilor Pat Starr, and he'll be back with us. We're gonna we're gonna put him under the lights here a little bit later, but you know, but now he's just part of the yeah. <laughs> there, those are lights. We actually have lights here in the antechamber, so uh, there's it's the the show may have a little bit different sound. That's all I'm saying. It's a little bit more. We're, we're very intimate here with the with our studio audience today. And by the way, thank you all for being here. Don't get used don't get used yeah, to the quality. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's right. <laughs> don't get used to the sound quality. No, that's not true. Um, but uh, uh, I just want to, I will have here in a bit, uh, Chad Picard, who is uh, owner uh, and general manager of Spoken Sport. He's going to talk about Cranksgiving, which is a, a great event um, that we've been having in the bike community the last few years to collect food for 
uh, Feeding South Dakota and a wildly successful contest where you uh, fly around the city on your bike and try and you got to collect all the, it's not, he'll talk about it later <laughs> when Chad's here. Um, uh, first off, I want to thank not just uh, Full Circle Book Club, but my sponsor. This is a sponsored podcast. Did you know that? I did not That's know fun. that. I was Janet expecting a well, chat. She's just sitting in the corner. <laughs> is, there, is, is there a no. talent fee that goes with that sponsorship? <laughs> no, this, uh, this, this fine podcast is sponsored by uh, Northview Bait and Tackle, ah. where you get uh, live bait, dead tackle, propane, propane accessories, U-Haul, self-storage, and the best high-end dog and cat food for my money in the city. I thought you get fishing advice, too, every time I've been in there. So, Do you get advice? I do get Don't advice. Don't take it. No, uh, I didn't say I took it. I just, I get it. No, okay. Well, you know, I was, uh, I was in the employee of the bait shop for a while uh, uh, during some higher points in my life. And, um, and it, the, the, the idea of giving out, uh, like, fishing tips is not, it's very, uh, it's a cagey business down there, Right. You know, people are like, oh, where are they biting? Thompson, I guess. Up here, up on lakes up there by uh, Humboldt. That kind of thing. You know, it's very, very hush-hush, very close to the vest. So my, if, if they're actually telling you something, go somewhere else. <laughs> I think it's, no, that's, that's a joke. No, my friends over at Northview Bait and Tackle, I was there today picking up some cat food because that's how I get paid. <laughs> cat food, cat food sponsorship. It's cat food sponsorship, which it's high end cat food. So I mean, I'm this. I'm not poo pooing it. This is a significant uh, contribution to the family budget here. But so, uh, but uh, it was Viv's birthday, so we went out. That's why there was no podcast last week. That's so. I just want to let everybody know it was a very successful trip uh, between noodles and cherry berry. We knocked it out of the park, and uh, uh, the Viver likes to fill up. She likes to take a lot of the. You know the cherry berry? The, I do. The frozen but we yogurt? only go on the $5 fill-ups. Oh, and there's the, a $5 fill-up? There's fill a $5 fill-up. Uh, Philip, you uh, friend them on Facebook like every other uh, uh, social media thing. And then they have these pop-up days where when I think business is slow and uh, you can go in for 5 bucks, and you can get all the candy bars and all the extra stuff yeah. that goes on top. So whatever you can get in the container... For five bucks. Well, it was about a twenty-seven fifty fill-up for yeah. me, because uh, the Viver has big eyes and a very small stomach. That means she shares. No, so well, you get she the didn't have to. Over melted oh, candy was, bars. Yeah, I did get a little bit. It was awful. But uh, <laughs> she also puts like cotton candy or different. You know, it's not a concoction that any normal human being would eat, right? But it was huge. It was heaping, and she ate a little bit of it. The other little, but the other kids there, they they ate all there, so it was worth it. But so, so it was a good event highlight. She was gonna, she offered to be on the podcast for her birthday. I said, well, if we're gonna offer your dinner, we're, I won't be able to have the podcast. She goes, that's okay, I can be on the podcast. Wow. But that's you know that's that's a dicey proposition to have a nine year old on a podcast because she starts out shy, then uncapped the missiles. Kids, <laughs> you'll be there for a while. Uh, anyway, so that's why we weren't here last week. I just want to let you know. we got a great show today, though. we got uh, City Councilor Pat Starr with us today uh, at a return engagement. And uh, City Councilor uh, Janet Brecky, they're just in between meetings, so they just came down to hang out. And we're going to talk a little bit about city politics because there's a lot going on. Um, and we'll be right back. Uh, we'll, we'll talk to them after we talk to, with uh, Chad Picard. We're going to come right back. I want you to listen to a little bit of my friend Rich Show, who was just inducted, announced, 
into the South Dakota Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. It's about freaking time. So yay for Rich Show. I leave you with that. And we will be right back after this short break. Welcome back to the Patrick Lally Show podcast here at the Full Circle Book Co-op at 123 West 10th Street. The fine, fine people here at the Full Circle Book Co-op allow us to uh, take over their space on Tuesday nights to record this podcast. And uh, I'm very happy to say, I talked a little bit earlier, uh, Pat Starr is here, uh, Jana Brecky is here, and, and we'll be returning to that conversation here in a minute. Um, uh, we're going to talk about city politics and stuff. But I wanted to have uh, a friend of the show. Chad Picard, owner of Spoken Sport Bikes, uh, back with me because, uh, Chad, uh, you were on the show not so long ago, a couple weeks ago. Yeah, we had, we thank, you, wide, thank you for having me back. Yeah, we had a wide-ranging conversation about small business in yeah. America, and I thought it was awesome. Like, I got, I got uh, several compliments about it. People listened awesome. to it. They liked it. So, uh, But you're here because you have uh, an event coming up that I enjoy because it involves bikes and food. Yeah. Yeah. We've, we've got Cranksgiving, which is a national phenomenon. Cranksgiving, and it, it has really grown here in Sioux Falls. First of all, uh, wh- how long, many years have you been doing Cranksgiving? This will be our sixth year. Well, that's pretty good. And I think it's, I want to say 20th nationally. Yeah. It started like, like in, in Brooklyn or something, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hipsters. Yep, yep, yep. People yeah. on single speeds with uh, wearing tight jeans. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> and now it's come here. Where they're we wear overalls and coveralls and stuff like that. Yeah, no, yeah. we need all the gears and yeah. uh, all the clothes. Um, yeah. But what is Cranksgiving, Chad? It's so the the best part of it is it's it's a ton of people just having fun for starters. Yeah, but it's a kind of a contest where uh, they're going to go out to grocery stores and pick up. Uh, goods and stuff like that, and, and pay get, for them. Yeah, and pay for them, and they get points, and so like, uh, and then they come back to the store, and and they compete against other teams, and mm-hmm. uh, and then all that food goes to feeding South Dakota. Awesome. So so for those that are you know don't have the ability to provide a great meal on Thanksgiving Day, that's where this food goes. Got goes it. to those families. So and that's that's awesome to be for a family to be able to provide food for their kids and stuff like that on a holiday. Yeah, and so uh, what's the date this year? Sixteenth. November 16th, and that's a Saturday, correct? It is a Saturday, 11 a.m. 11 a.m. We'll be starting at uh, Spoken Sport on yeah. uh, right there on Minnesota Avenue, right around 29th Street. Twenty Between 28th and 29th. Yeah, right, right there. <laughs> right uh, right across from uh, O'Reilly's Auto. O'Reilly's Auto. O'Reilly's Auto, yeah. Uh, but you can't miss the sign. Um, and so you start there. And yeah. Then, and, and explain to me how, I've done it, so you're not yeah. explaining to me. Yeah. 
necessarily, yeah. even though I don't remember much. I do remember the fact that it, there was a tandem involved. I don't want to go into that, but I thought that was cheating. Not cheating. No, not cheating. Not cheating because it was it's for the kids. One. It's for the kids. Uh, so 11 a.m., you know, probably get there around 11 a.m. because we got to take care of registration, which is yep. not just registration. It's a little bit of getting some of the rules and stuff that you need to follow. No um, rules. Yeah, there's rules. There are rules. Um but it will probably take off from the store probably around noon, and each team will have the opportunity to go to different uh, retailers. We we give extra points to the local businesses, yes. so like uh, Sioux Falls Natural Food Co-op. Right, uh, we love those guys over there. So you get extra points if you buy stuff from there. Yep, Andy's. Andy's. Yep, yep. Franklin's. Franklin's. Uh, Pomegranate. Yep. Um, That's just really to name what it's all about. I mean, yeah. You, I mean, you can you can go to some other place if you want, but that's really not in the spirit. Of the Exactly, and there's you know we 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 haven't finalized like the points and how we're going to do it, but we always have some weird like yeah. you got to pick up a case of you know twenty four paper towels, yeah. you know, and if you think about that, you know the you know carrying that on your bike, right. I mean, it's kind of humorous, right. but yeah, but it's but people do it, and yes. so because they want to win, well, you so, have to come to it prepared. Yeah, right? you, you can't show up on your on your tri bike. You got to think. You got to you got to have your head in the right place. You got to be like able this. to you know, cargo bikes, this sort of thing. Cargo bikes, trailers, um, and you know, bungees. Bring your kids in the trailers, but also be willing to pile a ton of food in there uh, for the team, for the team, and for the cause. Yeah. So you want to be able to. You want your carrying capacity is very important, as is speed, because it is. It's not just oh man, the speed thing. It's amazing what some of the team where they travel to to get the extra points. I mean, there's some speed demons, right? So it's it's a it is a multi level competition. Yeah, and you got you got to think because there may be like a video store. <laughs> I'm sorry, there's not video store. <laughs> but there may be a. There used to be a video store where you are now. There, 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 <laughs> there may be you know a uh, a gift store that maybe has salsa or something, right? Right. You know, that you can just duck into. That may be an extra couple points that'll put you ahead of the other team. Uh, so you gotta be you gotta be thinking you gotta be thinking uh, about um, you know you gotta think outside the box. Do I pay to register, Chad? Absolutely not. Okay, it's just about it's just, just about getting food. I have to pay for uh, the stuff, so I'm paying. Y- yeah. So you what you're gonna do is you're gonna come up. You're gonna you're gonna come. You're probably gonna bring you know twenty thirty bucks with you, and your team you know collectively that'll be you know maybe hundred bucks or whatever. I can use my 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 debit card. You can use your debit card. A Bitcoin might be a bit of a challenge. Um, you I don't probably have to wouldn't have cash. Is what I, I probably wouldn't expect you know someone to be able to trade chickens for product or whatever. Extra points though for yeah. bartering. <laughs> uh, but yeah, bring your bike, bring your helmet, bring a, probably a backpack or a trailer. If you, I mean, if you yes. really want to win, yes, bring a trailer. Yeah, like a Bob um, trailer, like a, like a Burley or yeah. Burley trailer or something like that, or a cargo bike. That Burley um, trailer's been sitting in your garage since your kids uh, were able to walk. Yeah, so yeah. this is the time to actually get some yeah. use out of it. Yeah. Uh, how many people generally? A lot you of know, last year we had probably maybe sixty people. That's good, um, and it's just fun. It's festive, right? Oh, the, it. I tell you what, the the best part is, you know, everybody's gone. They're picking up groceries, and they've got. I think it's two hours. But like at an hour and forty five minutes, just everybody coming in with all this food mm-hmm. and like there's this, you know, they're wondering did they win, right? And, and just this excitement around, um, you know, 
just be, trying to win. Yeah. And 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 winning means providing more food for those in need over the holidays. So it's a it's an awesome it's a win win thing, and can it's I, a ton of fun. Can I find out more about it online, Chad? On the, on the line. On the line? On the line? Uh, yeah, actually, in the, uh, we've got a Facebook event that we'll get going here in the next day or two. Good. Uh, I just got to add a graphic or two. Um, but if you go to uh, spoken spoke n sport.com, go to slash cranksgiving SFSD. <laughs> You can get to some more details. But really, all you, all you need to know is show up at 11 on uh, the 16th. Saturday That's all 16th, you need to do. Spoke bring, sport. bring your friends. Come up with a goofy team name. and uh, Have a good time and, and benefit the community. That's what we're yeah. all about, Chad, right? Yeah. Making the world better exactly. for the next generation. Absolutely. Wow. And on that Via high bike. Note, on that high note, we're going to end this conversation. I want, to, I want to thank my friend Chad Picard for coming in today. Thanks for Thanks having me. Uh, we're going to go out with the, uh, the lovely tones of... Uh, South Dakota Hall of Fame uh, inductee, Rich Show, and we'll be back in just a few moments here at the Full Circle Book Co-op with Pat Starr and Janet Brecky, members of your Sioux Falls City Council. Until then, we'll be right back. There are sometimes when the men are true, because they're not all telling lies. But who am I to judge the good and judge from the bad? I've had trouble standing in employment lines And standing in the food lines And even standing in the judgment lines And I think we've all been had And welcome back, everybody, to the Patrick Riley Show. I hope you enjoyed that interlude from uh, my good friend and rock and roll Hall of Fame inductee, Rich Show. Uh, but we are here with uh, our guests uh, in this segment, uh, City Councilor Pat Starr, who has been joined by City Councilor Janet Brecky. And, and Janet, feel free to, you know, chime in wherever you feel like. Whenever the spirit moves you. Be okay? careful what you offer. I know, I know, I know. Get two city councilors in a room and you can change a light bulb. Oh, no, that's... But it, psh, I, don't, I don't know where that was going. Uh, Pat, thanks for being here. As Absolutely. Our guest. Uh, now, you're both return, return guests here on the podcast. We're experienced. Yes, uh, because, you know, I like talking to you guys. Not that I agree with you. <laughs> or, you know, I just like talking to you. No, I always, but that's true. You know what I'm saying? Like, like, what I like to have people on the show, I go back to the old Tony Kornheiser rule, right? Tony Kornheiser, very famous guy. Uh, he used to, on his original show, wouldn't have any athletes on, right? Because they're bored. And he's and, a sports guy. And he's so, a sports yeah. guy. But he liked talking about all kinds of stuff. I like talking about politics, but a lot of politicians I don't want to talk to. <laughs> right? I'm not, I'm not, it's no. just, there's no, there's, this isn't, and now it's a podcast. This isn't the uh, uh, semi-beloved and short-lived uh, radio program where, I, where there's some sense of fairness. And your former employer is on the air telling us how bad podcasts are and how no one listens to them. Really? So, yeah, they're running promos that podcasts, that podcasts suck and you should be on the radio. So where are you going to oh. place your advertising? So where are you going to get cat food if <laughs> <laughs> it all goes downhill from there? I tell you what, um, I would think that even at my levels, the, the per listener impression, the dollar investment is still greater here <laughs> than, no, that's, I'm kidding. Um, I had a, well, I had a podcast when I was on the radio show. I just didn't tell them about it. 
I, they were great to me. I, I can't. No, no, no. And yeah, I wasn't. I love people. Don. I think yeah. Don's done a done a lot of great things for our community. Yeah. Oh, man's a force. I can't believe he's still doing it. Um, uh, but on the radio, I had to kind of like be fair. It's my podcast. I have whoever I want on. It doesn't matter. So thank you for being here. I guess is the long way of saying that. I think I feel honored. You should. <laughs> it won't last. Um, so let's talk about the meeting tonight. So it's Tuesday, November 5th, mm-hmm. 2019. Um, you're here between informational and the regular meeting. Uh, and one of the things that is on the agenda tonight is the, the ball and chain that just won't go away. The anchor that's sucking us all down, and that is the parking ramp. Right? So tonight you're being asked to spend, correct me if I get this wrong, 1.5 million, right? Yeah, that's correct. Another one and a half milski to cover the cost because it's not, we, we, it wasn't enough money. Is that right? I, I would say that. <clears throat> I, I, the, the part that, I, that I'm most disappointed in is that they won't tell me what they're going to use the 1.5 for. They're really? telling me that it's to cap off the building and so they can open it in June or they think June of 2020. But the openness and transparency of how are you going to spend that 1.5? Is it all necessary? Do you need it? Um, then uh, shortly before we came over here, I learned that some of the city councilors, it might be five, got an email explaining how they were going to spend the 1.5 and <coughs> thought that they could, if they chose to, share it with three other councilors. And it, it's for people who claim to be open and transparent, and that was a big part of their campaign of, of who they are and, you know, their changed the administration. It's and not that. that. It's Paul Tenhaken. Well, but it's the people that you surround yourself That's with. True. You know, when you have two full-time uh, chief of staffs that are responsible for doing things, it, uh, it it's just it's disappointing. It, it, it's How hard can it be to tell the community how you plan on spending the 1.5? You're going to buy some bricks to fill a hole to nowhere, which is the terminology they used, that, you know, they've got an elevator shaft to fill in, mm-hmm. and they've got some windows and some things, and there's a court case, and it, it's tough. I get it. But you have to talk to the community. That's part of what a public-private partnership is. You don't get to come from business, and government shouldn't be more like business, mm-hmm. where they don't tell anyone what they're doing. And you know, if it was a private business, they could do anything they wanted. But it's my tax money. It's your tax money that they're screwing with. And it, it becomes very frustrating um, when you don't share that information with people. And it's not that hard, because it's so hard to keep secrets. It's much easier to tell people what's going on and let people in on um, what's happening. Then you don't have to worry about, well, did I tell this person? Didn't I tell this person? Did I tell just those five counselors or, you know? Here's what, what I don't I understand about the five counselors bit is it, it's, it's, it just seems really stupid. I mean, and I don't mean obviously some very smart people involved here. It seems like a, a, a misstep. Uh, whether it's a public relations misstep or a political misstep or just a interpersonal misstep, it's a misstep in that why would you do that? If you don't want to tell the council something, don't tell them. Or if you want to tell one counselor something, go tell that person, right? Call them up on the phone. You send out an email or a packet of information and you're just setting yourself up for, a, first of all, a leak, right? Mm-hmm. And and then this this. The, the the at least appearance of well we only we govern with these people but not with these people well it's a political mistake because they can't count they only need four why would they send it to five <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> 
Well, you might lose one. You know, mm-hmm. I wish I would have calmed down before I came over here. No. Said, you know, who knows what I'm going to say. Are we, reco- are we recording yet? We, well, let me see. Let me just double check the numbers here. Oh, yep, we're rolling. Um, no, I can't guarantee it'll save. Um, but the, but the, it does seem just, it seems very much like the past administration. I guess that you can't a, see me do, nodding my head. You, it just, it's kind of a does, whiplash don't you thing think that it? Don't you think that it seems more like the past administration? And why is that? Because I generally would not equate the two administrations in, in very many ways. Um, I would not equate the two mayors. I would not equate uh, Paul Tenhaken and Mike Huther. My thoughts on Mike Huther are very well known. Um they don't seem to have, they don't seem to suffer from the same personality uh, uh, defects. I'll say it straight up, or afflictions. So is it the office? Is that what you're trying to right. say? Right, I mean, why is it, exactly? You get, there must be, you know, something in that office, maybe in different what corner are they, What is everybody so afraid of? I don't understand this. It's true in all stretches of government. What are you so afraid of? It's not even, it's not even Paul Tenhaken's project, right? He could be forgiven for everything that goes wrong with that parking ramp, because it wasn't his. He's got to try to fix it. I did say, you know, at one time that I think if uh, if Mayor Huther was still in uh, office, that this thing would probably be done. Why we wouldn't that? like the results, but <laughs> we, we would have a hotel going up. It may I, have I, been, you know, skirting the law. I, well, I think the Supreme Court said that. I mean, <laughs> not me by the time it's done, so. Well, and by that you mean... Explain yourself. Well, no, I just, I mean, with uh, the Supreme Court and the exciting settlement and having to tell the public, it's just another part of a pattern of, and I don't know, maybe when I'm in that position where I want to, you know, feel like I have to hide something from the public, but that's not my, it's not how I roll. But if you're hiding it from the public, why would you not hide, in this case, of the parking ramp and the $1.5 which is what we're talking about, and how they're going to spend it, why tell anybody until the council meeting? Because you have to tell enough to get the vote so you get what you want. Hmm. Because maybe some of those other councilors demanded to know what was going on, and because they demanded louder, they shared the information with enough to get the votes that they needed. You know, I kind of joked about the four thing, but that's really all they really need, and the mayor to break the tie, so. Well, but that's a political reality, right? Absolutely. I mean, it's a numbers thing. It's how our form of government works. And, and as long as uh, uh, Kylie and uh, uh, Sale and uh, 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 Christine, to a certain extent, but she, she'll she go rogue, um, or um, I'm forgetting the rest Nitzert. of the guys. Nightsert's really been pretty much in line with the mayor. But, you know, when I talk to Greg, and he's been on the show a couple times, he, he has concerns about these things. Ultimately, but he doesn't vote that but way. But he doesn't vote that way. But he, what those other three guys, uh, generally speaking, hang with the mayor, and, and there's no questioning it. Are you surprised by that? Too. I mean, Kylie. It seems to me, um, and it's it, well within his right. Will go out of his way to come up with rationale to vote with the mayor. Do you see that sometimes? No, not sometimes. All the time. <laughs> I didn't say that. There, there. It's a, it's a strange dynamic right now. What do you think has happened since uh, over the last in the last? We're in a year and a half now. Is that right? 
of the Tenhaken administration. Yeah. Describe to me the arc of the relationship, uh, not just with the mayor, but on the council. How has it changed in that year and a half? Well, I think at the beginning, I think, you know, Councillor Brecky joining and, uh, you know, with Councillor Rolfing and Erpenbach left, that changed mm -hmm. kind of the old guard feel of, mm -hmm. of what we were able to, to say and do. I mean, there was more of a, a limiting factor of, you know, hey, we have to all kind of vote together to present a united front. We're the city council. We have to all agree on this. Even if you don't agree, you want to vote kind of like the school board does, <laughs> you know, where, you, where you get a 5-0 vote no matter what it yeah, is. that's right. I challenge you, and I tried this, go back in their meeting minutes and try to find a time where somebody dissented from something that was going on with, with the school board. No, never happens. And it happens well, that's rarely get, with the county commission. That's how you get an 89% uh, vote. Nobody <laughs> ever, for your bond issue, you get 89%. And nobody ever disagrees on anything. You're good. My father always said, my grandfather had a, uh, uh, a small grocery store and was a butcher. And my dad always teased my grandfather that his thumb was a pound and a half. <laughs> <laughs> Just saying. That's I mean, funny. Um, uh, by the time they're done. But I think the dynamic, we're there trying to do the right thing. And then sometimes the personality gets in it, in, in the way. And I've always said that you have to be able to ask tough questions. Mm -hmm. I think one of the things that uh, Councillor Staley does, probably better than anyone else, you don't know where the questions are coming from, and every all of the bureaucrats that come have to have their stuff in order. Mm -hmm. You know, if you're bringing a proposal to the council, you know, prior to to her and I joining the uh, the council, there wasn't a lot of tough questions asked of the the directors and the the administration. And that kind of changed overnight because I expect them to have their things in order. I expect them to understand what they're pitching to the council. And it's not its not supposed to be uncomfortable, but they should ha understand what the project is and, and have answers to the tough questions. I, it's what my constituents expect, I think. So going back to the parking ramp. Um, and Always goes back to that. Well, I mean, it's, you know, I, when it, I liked the project when it came out. I loved it. I thought it was great. And yeah, there was a lot of questions about it. Um, and there have been a lot of mistakes made along the way. But conceptually, do you still, did you, I can't remember, did you like the project or not like the project? I hated the people we were dealing with in the project. That was it, more you than know, anything. And, and I didn't think it was necessarily big enough. I know that sounds odd at this point. <laughs> the ramp. But the ramp, yeah. yeah. I mean, that I didn't think that the ramp was big enough because we already had 135 spots that were existing. Mm -hmm. So you subtract that off the top of the 500, you're going to need a minimum of 200 is what the developers told mm -hmm. us for the hotel. Mm -hmm. So now your 335 of the 500 spots would be used for the development. That's not solving our downtown parking problem. Yeah. And that's the part that concerns me. If you look at um, Sioux City built a 550 spot parking uh, ramp in the last two years, in the same time we've been doing this, mm -hmm. and it's just completed by the Hard Rock. Mm -hmm. Their 550 spot uh, uh, parking ramp came in at 10.5 million. It was under 11. Mm -hmm. I'm sorry, there's some change, but uh, under they 11 million. They weren't trying to put a hotel on top of it? No, no, no but they put retail around it yeah. and they dressed it up and they did whatever. So by default, you've got to say there's six to eight to $10 million that we put into this ramp extra to support the development. And it was it's a tough spot. 
I mean, there's a, there's a little bit of cost probably associated with just where it is. It, it, absolutely, but, but there was but a lot of there's a lot of cost that was put into the the economic development side of it, and I don't think you should support that that we should fund and subsidize economic development that brings in jobs that don't pay. I'm going to sound like everybody else because that seems to be the things to say now. It's something that I've been saying for 20 years that everybody in the outside chamber uh, would say as well. But retail in downtown Sioux Falls You're is referencing fine. the Democrats just to all six loop that all back. Yeah, yeah, go ahead. Exactly. I keep up with the, the story. you got to be here <laughs> at the beginning. There's no skipping around on podcasts like this. But if we're going to incentivize business, we do it in things like we did with SAB uh, Biotherapeutics and Alumend out in the USD Discovery District. Mm-hmm. That makes sense to take taxpayers' money and things that uh, where you can support a family and jobs that pay. Research jobs or Re- professional jobs of whatever that, sort. That's going to spin off other research jobs and continue to... You incentivize the beginning mm-hmm. to, to get the snowball rolling where the parking ramp doesn't do that and the the development that goes with it. So again, I wasn't necessarily, well, I've always, uh, from the very beginning, I was opposed to the the project. The people, when you go into a public-private partnership or you go into any partnership, you have to be able to trust the people that you're doing business with. When you collapse a building, when you Mm -hmm. have uh, asbestos um, that you can't even pay the fine for, that was cheaper than if they had done it the right, did it the right way, and they had to bankruptcy. You know, I mean, they're just yeah. And that the whole thing with the copper lounge and everything that came out of that came up, as I recall, after the the discussions had started, but certainly before the the point of no return. But we had to get things done. Yep. That's the that's the bottom line before an administration ends, you know, and now we pat people on the back because we're proud of them because they got something done. That's what we say all the time. It goes back to the Janklow days. I think there was an earlier reference when we were off the air to <laughs> at least his music career. Yeah. And BJ the DJ. Yeah, and, that's right. Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Exactly. By the time we were done, but... You know, people liked Bill Jankel because he got things done. He's in another Hall of Fame, by the way, but I won't go into that. <laughs> Keep going. Keep going. Sorry, no. no it's, I, I should right. have a pause. But my wife ex- reminds me all the time that I talk too much when I get, you know, a microphone in front of me. So what kind of politician would I be if I didn't? <laughs> but, you're, but you're right. Yeah. Well, Donald Trump, right? He gets things done. And that's what people, that's why people liked Mike Uther. Because he paved the roads. Well... If, 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 if paving, <laughs> if paving the, especially the one by his house, if paving the roads was the standard for government, that's a pretty low standard, yeah. right? And I, and I think even that was Paul Tenhagen when he was running said that to me on the old uh, semi-beloved short-lived radio program. If that's all we're aspiring to do, we're not aspiring very high. But I think that goes to your point, right? Just accomplishing checking boxes or building buildings is not necessarily the measure of good government. Well, and again, you can't change the past. I mean, we've, we're down this road. We've got a, a pile of concrete in place, and we've got to do the right thing moving forward. And we seem to want to continue on the, on the wrong path of how we do it. Just, you know, we need to get the thing open. It needs to start bringing in revenue. We need to get it taken care of. We need to find another developer. We need to settle up the lawsuits and, and clean the mess up and move forward. We're at that point where, okay, we can't change it. So how are we going to fix it going forward? 
and keeping people in the dark by how you plan on moving forward is not how you fix the, the wrongs of the past. What do you think the solution is, taking away the, the process here a little bit about not informing people, what's the best case scenario for that thing? Oh, I think there is a best case. I think 10 years from now, we'll look back and go, we'll kind of laugh about this, but we'll be out millions of dollars, but that'll fix it. And I think uh, we'll be good. Um, former director Mike Cooper with planning reminded me, I live on the east side, obviously, um, at 10th and uh, Sycamore, there's a shop go. Mm -hmm. um, and the world was going to come to an end when they proposed that building. And you know what? It turned into a shop go. Not a great shopping experience, obviously, because they're not in business. Well, but there's, right. another, there's another business coming in, but it right. didn't ruin the neighborhood. Right. It got on with development. When we look at this parking ramp 10 years from now, we're going to put the extra money. We're not done. I mean, I can tell you right now, the million and a half that we're going to approve tonight or next week is just a small drop in the barrel that we're going to continue to add to finish out this project. There's going to be additional law um, legal fees. There's going to be lawsuits well, getting, and settlements. There's lawsuits, and, and one of them is actually by a law firm. Then that seems like a bad one to come in because I believe the isn't it the Cutler law firm? Aren't I don't they, believe they are they representing they, somebody. They're representing someone with some, a smile. But they but they ha own a building there. Their firm is is in that neighborhood, and there's some some um, discussion about how. The fact that it's not going to be what it was supposed to be is sort of hurting everybody's property values. Is is that a, a reasonable position to take? I'm not a lawyer, so for once I should probably <laughs> yeah, stop well, before. Funny. Too bad we don't have a lawyer. If we had a lawyer in the room, situations. Per, per, get, perhaps somebody who actually worked in the public sector for a while <laughs> may be able to address these things. Right, and we haven't given her an opportunity to even no, speak. Well, and she, she sat up three times in my count to she, sit closer to the microphone, she, and then she, I didn't know, stop she, by the Discretion time. being the better part of valor, she stopped talking. Uh, no, but Thank you. I know that was directed <laughs> towards me. I know she gave me the look that Let's that was Let's ask the former probably, city attorney, Janet Brecky. Um, I don't these, believe that a cause of action for damages accrues based on um, possible development. That's why you don't ask a lawyer. <laughs> <laughs> Turn that microphone no, back over here. I'll uh, say something stupid. Right, it's a theoretical, right. right? So you can't you can't be harmed by something that never happened. Right. Okay. Well, see, there we so go. There's a common sense aspect to it. Yeah. It's not well, just, yeah. see that we have that explained. Um, but it's it has been problematic. So uh, I don't want to I don't want to dwell too much on the parking ramp, but it is it is kind of a fascinating exercise in in. Uh, government and mm -hmm. development economic development and you know also the 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 heartbeat of the city right so now we have this thing in the middle of town and but someday it's going to be something resembling what we thought it was going to be is that what you're saying that would be my bad if yeah. uh, if i had to put money on it i would say that that was the case and it's but what it really comes down to is at what expense is it going to be something that we'll look back and and say, you know, hey, that was well worth it. And I'm glad they got that put up and our downtown will continue to flourish. And mm -hmm. I, I think that those things are in place. I think it's going to, once they get past all the lawsuits and all of the other things and something does get built around that, that ramp, I mean, the base is there. At some point, yep. it's going to be economically viable to, to move on it. Now, it's still whether a piece that's, of property, right? right? At some measure, at the top of that, is a developable piece of land, not land, but property, space. Airspace. Air Airspace. And somebody's going to do it. Maybe it won't be a 15-story 
hotel, but maybe it will. For me, I would like to add, though, but I do think that, that, that it does represent a crossroads for this administration. And you hit on it when you said, you know, you know Paul Tenhaken, T.J. Nelson, Erica Beck, Janet Brecky, Kurt Sale, uh, Sean, you know, our finance officer, Stacy, our surgeon, none of us were a part of this decision. Mm -hmm. We are, however, a part of the solution. And the issue for me, as I see this, this trend continuing mm -hmm. of not giving the council appropriate information and continuing to give the council different levels of information is so wrong and such bad government. I wonder, you know, is that okay with the people? Are, are, are the people that, are your, are your listeners okay with that? I am not okay with that. Mm -hmm. And that is wrong. And, and when I, I look at it and I think part of the problem is, you know, We've overlaid a new administration. We've overlaid two new council members in there. But all of those staff that have been there for, you know, almost two decades were used to not poning up information to the public mm -hmm. and to the council. Mm -hmm. And even specific council members were blacklisted. And that has come out in shock and awe initially. And yet we're seeing it play itself out again. There needs to be some leadership in city government at the uppermost level saying that's not okay mm -hmm. and i am going to press for that and press for that because i i don't get it i'm like you i don't get it it's eight people and they like to run it i liken it to the legislature we've got people with legislative background mm -hmm. on there let's just have our little mini caucus and we don't need anybody else right so mm -hmm. we'll, we just need four or five so let's just leave the others out it's eight people yeah. That maybe makes sense in the legislature. It doesn't to me because I'm not a fan of how the how the legislature runs. But when you got you know a couple hundred people, there's there's a you know a, you know time issues in, in trying to coordinate and, and do things. And maybe you can justify that. But when you've got eight people, you can't talk to eight people and get along with eight right. people. Give them the same information and and you can still count your votes, but why you can't share information with eight people and why you can't try to work with eight people, I don't get it. It creates a very it. strange atmosphere. And I, it doesn't make sense to me. I said that earlier. And because it just causes more problems than whatever advantage you might gain. It creates a perception that you are hold, withholding information. But, you know, we'll see. It's going to be a very exciting uh, uh, council meeting for you tonight, right? Grab your bingo cards. <laughs> <laughs> Let's look at the video tape. No, don't show me uh, the bingo don't, cards. I don't, I don't want to know anything. If you will just say the following, <laughs> you too could win a $25 gift certificate to Full Circle Book Co-op. Um, I should mention that uh, every night, every Tuesday night that there's a council meeting, we do have full, uh, we do have uh, city council bingo. It's, a, it's now an a ongoing tradition. We've been doing this a while. Um, but, uh, you know, one more thing I want to talk to you about, and, and then mm -hmm. I'll let you go, because we have talked about, the, uh, we've been going on and on. Um, I want to revisit a decision, and I can't remember which vidlot joint it was, but this whole idea of the ability to have one person monitor and supervise two vidlot joints, it seems absurd to me. And it seems to me that the city council previously, and, and this is where I would disagree with Mr. Neitzert quite a bit, because he keeps going back to the, the, this is what state law says. What the city council did previously was stand up and say, we just don't think that's right. You can read it this way, but we don't think that 
um, a building with uh, a door uh, that, that one person can cover two vidlot joints at the same time safely or productively, and it's clearly just getting around the whole limits. What, what happened? What, what have I missed? Where we well, went I think, from yo, I know, you get to go first. <laughs> I, I get to go first on this one. What happened was the South Dakota Supreme Court said, you know, cities stand down. The Video Lottery Commission gets its power from the Constitution just like we get our home rule power. And it gave them all the authority to do what they're doing. And they have said this is okay in every other part of the state. So you can be proud of Sioux Falls for standing up for it, but you know, standing Make up when the Supreme Court has spoken. Make them sue you. And, and Video I, and Lottery I was, is a scourge, and it's a scourge everywhere, but it's a particular scourge in our community where we have all the people. Unless you move to North Sioux City, where it's where it's the biggest scourge ever to hit the planet, but we're just tapping off the Iowans, so we don't care about that. But in this community, it is it is it, when they start doing that. And this is my per, these people they've heard me say this enough times. Stand up, take the bullet, tell them you're gonna tell them that that you are that that video lottery is 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 an abomination upon our state, and take make them take you to court. Make them take the whole damn city to court. I don't care. You have to have the authority to decide what goes where in your community. And that's wrong. And you guys did it once, and I was proud of you. And now, stand up. Have some, you know, have a sit-in. I don't care. I've hated video lottery from the very beginning. Everybody sort of comes to terms with it because it's now even darker in the corners. But this idea, there's so much wrong with it. There's so much wrong with it. One, talk about transparency. You can't even find out who the hell owns the machines. The only way we ever found out when I was at the Argus Leader is we backdoored it, and they didn't realize that if you look at every liquor license in the state, you can figure out who owns it. But there's a guy over here with an office above a bar, uh, Kirby Muhlenberg, who owns, has this vast web of shadow companies who have created a network of video lottery where he and a few other people are the common uh, 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 entities, but nobody ever can figure out who it is. Not officially. Ellis and I did it by going into the basement of the freaking Capitol and copying every liquor license in the state of South Dakota at the time, but nobody's ever done it since, and you probably wouldn't let you anyway because it's closed, and it's the worst. Stand up against it. That's, I just can't even believe that you guys are falling back on this. And I know it's, I know the Supreme Court said, I don't care. I do. I don't care. <laughs> I did take an oath. I mean, I kind of do that. Kind of swore to uphold the law. <laughs> but it's We're, what's best for the community. And it's, you know, and hey, I, I'm with you. We voted twice, you know, as a, as a state to try to get rid of it. But, you know, we were already addicted to the revenues. It's a regressive tax. I'm I mean, so you know, pissed I off get about it, that. I'm just like. It's, it's here. And. But where Counselor Brecky and I disagreed in this. I don't regulate. I don't try to regulate video lottery. That's not my responsibility, and definitely not my role. And I'm not allowed but to. But you regulate. I regulate licenses. alcohol. Yeah. And having two alcohol licenses side by side to be able to walk into a business and yep. there's no employee, and I can walk up and grab a beer out of the fridge that they're going to give me for free because that thing I don't regulate is it's paying absurd. the bills, isn't safe for the employee. I can regulate their liquor license. And that's where I think we fell down in it, and we'll disagree, but it's not the first time we disagree about things. And that's, 
when we were telling them they had to walk outside, and I get the safety thing, we put that employee in even more danger once we decided that we could do it. Have two employees. But former city councils have said, though, in the past that we don't want a string of bars yes. that you can walk from the interior door to the next. This doesn't allow that, and I'm not saying that, but that was one. Of, that's always been the city council's position, that you can't do alcohol and have Mitchell has a string of bars on Main Street after you get done just observing the uh, Corn Palace but you can go from bar to bar to bar without, without ever going outside without ever going outside and well, so they have fine, interior doors community. and we never allow that in Sioux Falls from an alcohol standpoint and we shouldn't allow multiple bars to be next door to each other with one employee if you're going to have a liquor license as part of your safety plan, mm -hmm. you should be required to have at least a employee who sees who's taking beer out of the cooler. Mm -hmm. And that was, but that was the conversation that happened the first time when when the council did stand up against it. It was regulation of the liquor, not because you can't regulate video lottery because pier is full of a bunch of dullards. And corruption follows gambling. By the way, I think we all know this. And it's, as, it's about as corrupt a system as you can find because nobody can get any information. And now we're going to allow hemp, and that'll be the next scourge of the... <laughs> you know, generally that speaking... that just leads to, you know, I, continued... Uh, in my professional life, I work for a hemp company, but I do some work for a CBD company. Um, and, you know, I think Colorado is struggling with what they've done. Um, and I, generally speaking, I'm like... You want you want to hit the ganj, straight up go. But there are rep because Colorado was like the first one. It, you know, every every stoner that didn't have a job headed to Colorado, and so places overrun with them. Um, but yes, I, industrial hemp. They've though, got great you know. streets and schools, though. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they do. If the parents take their kids to well, school. Well, video lottery was supposed to do that for us, right? Right. Mm. Didn't See, work. I tried to shift the subject, and I didn't even get it done by the time. <laughs> nice <laughs> Just work. By the time. No, nice work. Uh, uh, there was one other thing. What else? Is, there's something else on the agenda tonight. What is it? Something Beekeeping. Beekeeping. <laughs> That's what it was. Good thing you're here, Beautiful. Janet. Beautiful, yes. Uh, awesome. Way to go on the beekeeping. I'm 100% behind you on beekeeping. Good. I, I think it's it, it's been a fun thing. I said it's been fun to do something a little more lighthearted. It's, not, it's um, important. What do you mean lighthearted? You're saving the earth. Yes, it is. Oh, I, mean, it's, parking I ramps said are it's a sustainability issue. It's just it's the beginning of a conversation that we should be having on multiple levels. We yep. should be talking about air quality and water quality and what higher standards we can have. You yep. know, and, and transportation, those kind of things, sustainability, all all of those things. Transportation. I, I can't believe I'm going to let you guys out. Electric cars. We should be talking about what's the city's goals for you know um, you know how many how, what percentage of cars should be electric by. By mm -hmm. what year and those kinds of things so that we don't ever have to have an air quality problem how about know? reusable bags minneapolis and duluth are putting a five cent tax on them how about straws you know i mean yeah that it's i think it, that's really how i viewed this it's just let's just open the door you know to those kinds of conversations and let's start with something that is a global issue so and, um let me just ask you this quick because i this was the other thing i was thinking about and that is the 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 uh, uh super group think tank up there working on uh transportation are you optimistic at all that they're going to come up with some innovative solution to mass transit i am i mean i don't think there's any problem that can't be improved upon maybe mm -hmm. you can't solve it 
but you know incremental improvement right. right and then I always say try something when you're in a situation like that try something mm -hmm. just don't be afraid of canning it and try something else if mm -hmm. it doesn't work I mean to just to just be paralyzed that doesn't accomplish anything um, yeah. and we know that it's you know that it's going to be expensive, but I do think the technologies of the future hold a lot of the answers. That in the dec you know, next decades, these, you know, um, driverless vehicles, mm -hmm. all of those kinds of things, um, it's just, just, it's going to happen. Um, and this may may be just a step in the right direction, or it may be just a bust, and we got to, you know, restep and try over. But I think we got to just stay after it. We need a better mass transit system. I would love to use it, yeah. but it doesn't serve me in Southeast Sioux Falls. Maybe we should be talking about a light rail. Is it too early? No, it's never too early because you know why? Portland, when Portland mm. started talking about light rail, they weren't a big city, really. Portland's still not that big a city, and they've got a light rail system. In the grand scheme of things, Portland ain't no Seattle, right? right? Mm. And But they started a long time ago, and they started out with one train that went this way and came this way, and went that way and came this way. And, and it was fast, you start and it was clean, and it was efficient. And it's and why people not? left their cars home in order to ride it. Please, would you yes start doing that? I I I wrote that column a long time ago. Um, anyway, uh, Pat Starr, uh, guest number one, and and uh, Janet Brecky, guest number two. Thank you for being here very much. Um, I just want to thank Full Circle Book Co-op for letting us hang out in their ante room. We've been shut off from the real world. Are the Democrats still going out there? Can you open up the door and see if that one person's still standing up there? Oh, the Democrats have fled the building. We can open the door. Thank God. Uh, City Council Bingo will be starting here pretty soon. Full Circle Book Co-op. It's at 123 West 10th Street, beautiful downtown Sioux Falls. I want to thank my sponsor. That's right, Northview Bait and Tackle. You can get live bait, dead tackle, uh, propane, propane accessories, U-Haul, custom or uh, self-storage, and a high-end dog and cat food. Uh, Northview Bait and Tackle. It's on North Kiwanis Avenue just off Russell um, and uh, right near Elmwood Park. Um, and uh, the wonderful and talented Mr. Rich Show Hall of Fame inductee, the South Dakota Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. He will take us out this week. We will see you all next week. Thanks for being here, everybody. Yeah.
Just like. 